Welcome to the Divine Career Design Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Palmer. Week to week, you'll hear me interview experts in their fields of study, the highlights and challenges within their career, what an actual day-to-day looks like in their practice, and how to become an expert like them. There's so much to share, and I'm excited to get started. Hello, everyone. I am in studio today, and I have Brooklyn with me, my daughter, who is 15 years old. And we're going to talk to you today about that three-letter word you dread. Any ideas about what that could be? Maybe a drum roll, please. (laughs) We're going to talk about sex, the sex talk that you can have with your teen. So just take a, a moment to ask yourself, Right when I bring that up, what what comes up for you? How do you feel? Does it make you feel anxious or nervous? Because we're really going to work to try to demystify this topic about talking with your teens about sex, really your kids, and the best approaches of how to do that. Because when you approach that conversation with confidence, your kids are going to get to experience that too. And one of the things that I know parents do is that they are, they're afraid. And so they can want to avoid the conversation. And really the consequence of this is that they inadvertently leave it up to the influence of friends and society, the internet, media, and the education system for our kids to learn about sex. And... I think we can all agree that this is not a great action plan. It can be different, though. So Brooklyn and I are going to share a little bit about how we navigated this conversation. And this is going to be as transparent as we possibly can be, so that way you can get a really good idea about what it was like. So Brooklyn, welcome into the studio. And hi, I'm excited to be back, you guys. Yeah, she loves doing this, and I love doing this with her. So it's definitely a topic that we continue to talk about. And she's 15 now. But Brooklyn, do you remember about the first time you were exposed to this topic of sex? I remember really clearly my first time Like, this is my first memory where I can pinpoint it. It was in third grade. I was eight years old. And a girl at school asked me in the bathroom if I knew, I don't know exactly what, but she asked me something about sex. And I just remember being absolutely, like, shocked and, like, oh, she's talking about this, like, it was, like, this thing that we didn't really know about, but we did. And it was kind of just something that, because we hadn't had as in you and I hadn't had discussions about it yet that I was like, wow, I can't believe she's talking about this. It was kind of a shock. Right. And I think our discussions started shortly thereafter because I do remember you telling me that story that she, and I, I think I remember maybe you're just a little bit embarrassed to talk about it, uh, on air and for our listeners, but it was, um, it was about oral sex is what she was referring to. Is is that right? Do you remember that? I don't remember. Okay. Well, it was a long time ago. It was seven years ago now. Yeah, right, right. So you were eight years old, and that conversation started in the bathroom at school. Yeah. Pretty. 
and your your first reaction and response was Sh- shock. <laughs> you right. know, because you're an eight year old and you're like, and sex is like this adult thing, and you're it's just not usually what we'd be talking about as eight year olds. You know. Yeah. So you were eight years old. Do you recall any time prior to that where you had seen? or heard or been exposed to anything with regards to sex, whether it be uh, anywhere, really, school, the media, uh, our home, anything like that? Well, it was actually after this memory that I can start recalling where when I was watching TV or movies that sex was starting to come up and it was more noticeable and more frequent Mm -hmm. when I was going through... I didn't have social media at the time, so that wasn't really a platform for me. But TV and movies, it really started to become more recurring and more, it stood out a lot more for me after that initial exposure or that memory where it really stood out to me. Yeah. And I know as your parent, I didn't even condone watching R rated movies. I was really, not, you weren't really allowed to watch anything before me. Yeah. Um, that would ever even remotely be questionable. And, and so, um, you know, I know that that was one of the, the values that I wanted to make sure was that you weren't being exposed to things. And it's not because I didn't want you to be exposed to things. It was because I didn't want you to be exposed to things without having the understanding or the maturity to know what it was. Because I think when that happens, kids can just tend to create things in their mind. I mean, we all do when we just don't know, we create things in our mind. And so I was, I was really careful about making sure that you, you didn't or see or experience things that would happen to have you feel that way. Well, right. And especially with influences like TV and movies where the, what the images and the sexuality is all being interpreted the way that the movie wants it to be. So it's totally skewed compared to what it's not real life. And you've told me this, you've told me that, you know, whether you're watching a movie or you're watching, you know, porn, it's not, it's not what real life is. That's not what actual sex is. And so I think that you, what was really big for you as well as really big for me was that I wasn't getting the wrong idea about sex before we actually had a conversation about it and before I was actually able to learn about it. You didn't want my first, my feet going into the water with this wrong idea that was something that was out of a movie, right? You know? Just this preconceived expectations and I, I, the ideals of what it's like. So let's get into that since you kind of just brought it up, what it was like to have and navigate the conversations that we had. And one of the things as a parent for me, I approached the conversation in in two different ways. One of them was to talk to you about the role of sexuality in your body and then the role of sexuality with your mind. And the impact that it had on you. Do do you remember significantly any of the conversations that we had about those? I do remember. What I do remember is us talking about oral sex in the car Mm -hmm. when I asked you about that. I remember we were, because I... I just remember we were driving on my way to school and this is, that's where we, you know, had our conversations was those quick 10 minute car rides to school. And I remember, I remember you asked me actually about oral, you were like, do you know what oral sex is? And well, I knew the world word oral had to do with mouth. So I was able to assume, but you know, before that, I didn't really know what it was, what it would, not that you, but I didn't know what it looked like or what actually was happening in a 
situation like that. So then we were able to talk about it and it was a painful and short but sweet (laughs) conversation. Well, just for laughs and chuckles, can you, do you remember what I told you it was? No. Oh, okay. Okay. But I do. Okay. I do. But um, I'm just, I just wondered if you, you remember what I said. Well, I'm curious to know. Well, I said, do you know what oral sex is? And, and then I proceeded to tell you it's when a man puts his penis into a woman's mouth. And then do you recall what your response was? Well, what I recall is a sixth grade me walking out of our car that morning, absolutely dumbfounded and walking into my, the English section of my day in class. (laughs) Well, I'll, I'll share a little bit with the listeners about what that tactic was. So for me as a mom and Brooklyn, we had agreed that these were conversations that we needed to have. And, and oftentimes they can be uncomfortable conversations. And I encourage you, if that's a place where you are right now as a parent, that you can just say, Hey, this is, this is uncomfortable for me. I don't know what to say, um, but I know it's important. So I want to talk to you about it. And that alone just demonstrates courage to your child is having a tough conversation. That's an important part about learning to communicate with people that we love. And so Brooklyn and I had agreed that we would have these conversations in the car ride to school because it was only 10 minutes. And during that 10 minutes, she could either ask questions or she could listen, depending, because we we did dialogue in both dynamics. She would, we, it would just be 10 minutes. And if she, she didn't ever want to talk about it again, then we, we wouldn't have to. I would bring up a particular subject, for example, oral sex, and we would spend 10 minutes talking about it. And I would answer her questions. And then if she never, if she never felt like she wanted to talk about that one subject again, that was okay. I had done my due diligence as a mom to explain to her again, what the action of it was, and then the implications of it with regard to your mind. Because I believe that our mind and our sexuality are so connected. And so our 10-minute car rides oftentimes were opportunities for me to just share a topic, sort of like what Brooklyn just explained. And then she also could ask questions, and she had alluded to that earlier. She could ask questions about what whatever she wanted to to know about or what she, or whatever she was curious about. So I just wonder, Brooklyn, with that approach, you know, and you being a little bit older now and pretty, you're, you're pretty educated now in the world of sex. I mean, we are, we are authoring a book on it. So what, what would you say was the, maybe the comfortable parts about that approach and maybe the uncomfortable parts about that approach? I think the place of comfort was that it was, it was the fact that we were having a conversation at all, you know, and I, you were bringing up topics, but if I had questions, it was okay for me to ask them. And it was, it wasn't like, oh, this is, I'm not supposed to ask questions because, you know, where did I learn about it or where did I see it? No, like you, you were open to me wanting to learn. You weren't trying to keep me closed off or protect me from the world of sexuality you were open to me wanting to learn so that I could educate myself and you you could educate me. And we were able to do it in a way that was appropriate. And I was getting the right kind of exposure before real world exposure. Mm-hmm. 
So right. that was a place of comfort for me. And then what was kind of uncomfortable was, yeah, I mean, the top, when you're 12, <laughs> learning about all of these things, it's like you can't even imagine. And so learning about them, it's like, oh, God, like this is what adults do and this is what teenagers do and this is the world that I'm entering in, in however, however peop- you choose. And so that was a little uncomfortable. And so that would really – it's not easy. But then also, you know, there's such a stigma around kids not wanting to learn about sexual uh, – like sex or wanting to talk about it with their parents. But there's never really – there's never really been a – place where parents can go and say, well, it's uncomfortable for us too. Cause I'm sure for you, it was not easy to say to your daughter, do you know what a blow job is? You know? So it's just, that was. Yeah. And I think a a couple things about that. One of the things that I did was I created, created a plan (laughs) and I knew what I wanted to, to share with you. And this wasn't a plan that was going to be take an action on and then complete it in six days or six weeks. It really was an ongoing process of, of three years where we continued to talk about it. And actually it's continued even into yeah. our conversations, you know, now much more so now, because I think that this really is the, the, um, the heightened ex- or at least thus far, it may, it may continue to increase for you, but this really is a heightened time in your life where this is a predominant, topic and conversation among your teens and your friends. Right. And, and so, you know, I had a plan and number two, my, my goal was really just to remove any, any stigma or shame that was around any of it. Like, these are the things that happen. Uh, do, do I participate in some of them? Yes. Do I participate in all of them? No, but these are things that happen. So regardless if, 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 I want you to participate in them or not. I didn't want you to feel shame around it. And I also didn't want you to be naive to it. And so that was really my goal with creating my plan and, and sharing. Do, does she need, what does she need, what does she need to know? And I even learned and grew a little bit myself, but I know it was different for the, some of your friends, even now yeah, you share. For sure. So what would you say, is it is possibly similar and or different about your friends' experiences? Well, for some of my friends, sex has never come up for them with their parents. There's just this expectation that, oh, I'm either going to learn it on my own or my parents are just avoiding the fact that this is the truth, that teens are sexually active, you know? So then they're navigating it on their own and they're in their real life and they don't, and then you know, like I remember one of my friends saying like, oh, well, my parents and I've never talked about oral sex, but then, you know, a guy asked me for a blowjob, like, and, and she had like no idea what to do in mm-hmm. that situation or how to, how to not only know what's happening in that situation, but how to get out of that situation. If that's uncomfortable and that's not something that as a teenager, you're ready to take part in, then that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. When, it's, it's starting to become present in their lives and then they have n- absolutely no idea. And, but for me, if I'm approached with that situation, I know how to not only get myself out of it if it's uncomfortable, but I also am educated enough to know, is this safe for me or not? And is this what I, is this a choice that I want to make? Mm-hmm. And you really like equip me with the tools that in the moment I'm able to decide 
and I'm able to make the best decision for me. And then also, I think that one thing that was really big in making our our conversations different was that you started them when you did with me. And then that made it... Go ahead and clarify that. You started it in the car rides and when I was 11, 12 years old. And that... Or... I think, I think you're... But okay, okay, go ahead. So, okay. Well, you started the conversations with me and then that made it to the place where now that I'm 15, I am 100% comfortable to come to you about things because it's just, it's just natural to me. Like a lot of my friends, they don't, they don't know how to ask their parents questions or or be completely upfront and honest and vulnerable about their sexuality and what they're doing. Whereas I feel like I can come to you and you're a safe place for me and it's not uncomfortable anymore. It's, it's pretty easy going. Yeah. I, I would, I would say what I see of you and I'm your mom, so I might be a little bit of bi- I might be a little bit biased, but I see a complete sense of freedom in who you are. And that does not mean that you're free to do whatever you want by any means. I think we know that because if anyone knew, (laughs) but you're free because you have actually set your own boundaries for yourself. And in, and when you operate inside of those boundaries, that creates a world of freedom for yourself. And that's, that's, that's powerful shit to be a teenager and to, have that sense of courage and confidence in boundaries that you've built for yourself. And sure, I, I support and help you in those about what that, what that looks like. Like here, here are my boundaries, but ultimately you're the one that set those and why that's so important to help your teens to do is because they're going to be the ones that are in that moment. They're going to be the ones that are at that event or at that party. And they get asked those questions like, Hey, will you give me a blowjob? Like your friend was. And, and they'll know in that moment how to respond and react. And I think that that's, I just want to commend you because that's really, that's really powerful for you to be able to say and do and to own and to own that and to know for you, what your boundaries are. And I think it just exudes in your place of freedom that you have and your confidence. And I know that your friends, excuse me, I know your friends come to you and talk to you about these things because I, they know this about you. Thank you. That's, it's been, I've never looked at it uh, that I've never been like told like how powerful it is, but it does make a big difference when you're able to just know where where your comfort zone is and where you're okay with going and when you don't that leaves a lot of in my opinion like emptiness there's like a place in you that's like open for interpretation that makes you feel unsafe and uncomfortable and it's just not it's not a fun place to be so being able to be in a place of okay, I know exactly what I'm walking, uh, not exactly what I'm walking into, but I know who I am and what I expect. And I, it's fine for me to tell people that. Mm-hmm. that. And the choices that you would make if you, if you found yourself in a situation that you didn't want to be in. Yeah. Because at the same time, also a part of a big, you just brought this up and that totally reminded me, you've told me like, oh, well, if someone asks you for <laughs> a blowjob, what are you going to say? You know, yeah. you yeah. like you've but we're, presented we've role me- played it. You presented, it. yeah. You presented me with <laughs> as a situation, weird as that might be. <laughs> and that's helped me practice whether 
it's a yes or a no that, you know, like what it looks like and what it sounds like and what, what I want it to be. Yeah. And, and also your why behind it, right? Like, um, because that's a whole nother conversation and we can actually, you know, continue that on another episode as far as like, what are the, what are the drivers or what are the motivators for sexual behavior in teens? That is so huge. And that is all, that is a really important conversation. That might be one of the most important conversations in my opinion to have with your teen because there are so, parents don't know that, they probably do actually, but now with, there's so much going on with social media, friends, TV, like all of this stuff is influencing why we make the sexual decisions we do. Is it whether because we feel like we have to or because we actually want to, or is it for popularity or points or what? Yeah. This whole point thing that has come up. Oh boy. (laughs) Why don't you, why don't you, you just brought it up. So I I exposed my mom to what it's 2020 right now. And teenagers might know that there's this hot girl summer and fuck boy summer thing going on for guys and girls. That's the title of it. Yeah. It's what, it's what teenagers are calling it. And basically whoever does the most sex stuff or drinking stuff or or drug things, whoever has the most points at the, you get points for doing certain things. Like if you hook up with someone, it might be 30 points and whoever has those points at the end of summer wins. Yeah. So different activities have different point values and then you tally up your points at the end of the summer and then the hot girl. And then you, you went. Yeah. Basically that's a, that's a brand new driver for sexual sex. Yeah. That parents probably don't even, you wouldn't have known about it if I hadn't told you. Right. You know? Right. So that it is a big conversation. Like, why are you making the decisions you're making? And if it's not for the right reasons, then then what, you know, yeah, where's the, that's the cha- challenge there. Right. So, yeah. All right. Anything else that we, I know we're going to come back again. This is going to be an ongoing conversation. I absolutely love, these are what our conversations sound like in our home. And I, I love bringing this awareness because I think it's such a huge, and I know you do too. It's such a huge topic that can, that can be broken down, I think, for parents and and knowing what's what's out there. And so for for parents just to go back to sharing about the two distinctions that I made in the conversations with Brooklyn about sexuality. We started around nine o'clock or I'm sorry, nine o'clock, nine, the age of nine. And and I addressed the behavior as a function of the body and then the impact of the behavior on the mind. And I did so in different, for every different topic, like what the act was and then the impact it had on the mind. And and I approached the conversation with her in this 10-minute car ride. It could look that way for you or it could look very differently. But creating a plan or an approach is definitely an important part. And then I either just brought up a topic or I gave her the opportunity to ask a question. And so I would say to her, you know, are you curious about gays and homosexuality? And then I just let her talk. And so the important part here is that you are just engaging in conversation with your, with your child and that you're 
showing them that this is an open conversation that you want to have. And and really what I would say for Brooklyn and I is that it's empowered us and it's really strengthened our relationship as a mother-daughter. And and I am the place that she comes. And I can't think of any better way to have it as a mom that when she needs to know something, uh, and I don't always know it all, and she knows that. And I, I do come from that place of, I don't know everything, but I, I can help you find what you need to know. And in that, it really has given us uh, or allowed us to flourish in our our connection as a mother daughter. So, Brooklyn, thank you for coming in the studio today. Of course. And this is like one of my favorite things to do. Yay. With you. Yes. So, anything else you want to add in there before we say lovey? I would just say it is an important conversation. It's so important. And the longer you avoid it, put it off, ignore it, the more it's going to. It's just not going to go where you – it's not going to go how you want it to go as a parent or a teen if you're avoiding it. And it's not comfortable at first for either of you. I know mm-hmm. that it wasn't necessarily comfortable for either of us in the beginning, but now we're both in such a – the word – Comfortable. Comfortable yeah. place that it's 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 not even like a question to bring things up at this point. It's just like another conversation. Yeah, so. yeah. And and I do just appreciate who you are and and being strong enough really to even have this conversation for others and and being a role model and example, that's that's really incredible. So I thank you so much. And for the parents there, if you want more support in this area, I have a Facebook group. It's called Thriving with Your Teen, and. Here, I work with parents and I support you in navigating these difficult conversations and topics with your teens so that way you and them can actually thrive. So please join me over there at Thriving With Your Teen and the Facebook group. And thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Divine Career Design Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show and share it with your friends. Connect with me further on Instagram at amplify.u or visit the website at www.amplifyu.org to join our email list and receive our free guide to a divinely led career.